Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the On Fire B2B podcast, podcast where we take business owners and CEOs in the B2B space. Six questions, nine minutes, because the best know when to be concise and when to end. And let's get to it. Question number one in a couple sentences, who are you? What do you do? We are a company called Clever Compliance, and we establish refined governance controls for all kinds of different companies. We establish policies, develop and update uh, all of the policies that they may have in sight. We do regulatory audit preparedness. We measure controls and we establish them. We do risk assessments, including vendor programs, and we do strategies and roadmaps. Perfect, and what is your name? My name is Karina Clever. Karina, awesome there. Karina, question number two, what is the best thing about working businesses? Nothing is lost in translation. And what I really love is that I can have direct one-on-one relationships with my clients and really understand what it is they need and how I can help them. Uh, We don't do telephone games. We don't do he said, she said. We don't have any folks in authority or bureaucracy to kind of get in the way. Uh, I really do just understand what it is they need the most from me. And then uh, we spend no time on damage control, which is fantastic. Perfect. Question number three. I'm hearing from other top executives that getting from decision makers is a challenge. Your thoughts? Well, if you establish policies the right way and the decision makers are in the room, uh, they need to understand what impact it would be to them if they're not in the room. And so once they understand that they can have a true impact to how policies are established, leading downstream to operational functional areas, procedures, what they can do is just have one single voice in weighing in at a decision point, and then they can be left alone. Because a lot of the confusion that comes with operational processes within companies is they don't, they they bubble up to the fact that policies are missing, which means that when policies are missing, Everybody spins for a really long time, and once they're in the room, they can go ahead and avoid that and set those decision points up at a policy level up up front. All right, let's get to question number four. What advice do you share with other companies working in the B2B industry? Go. So I I really recommend people having their house in order. So, um, you know, having true... uh, Having their books overseen, for instance, by... Uh, someone who can give you advice, but you're still signing to it, having policies in place, having your, um, all of your uh, client data in order, make sure that your insurance policies are in order. I find that when I have my house in order from a business operations perspective, uh, it's easier to sign contracts. It's easier to uh, make sure the right, um, the the right red lines are put in place when you understand what your business parameters are. So that makes it a lot easier. Awesome. Well, what are some suggestions that someone else can do to start building their internal policies of all the different types? Establish your framework that you like to use. Know what your regulation is. Understand your level of maturity. And then that way you can right size your framework for your specific operations. Mm -hmm. Because what most people do when they try to implement all the policies at once is they buy a 50 foot RV that's fully loaded and really expensive 
when they just needed a two-seater dull sole. So what ends up happening is they create these burdens for themselves operationally and just drown in this bureaucracy and uh, lack of productivity. So my true recommendation is scale down to what you really um, need for your own operations in your business. Perfect. Let's get to question number five. What other top CEOs and business owners in the B2B industry, like yourself, would you like to acknowledge as a leader and should be a guest on my podcast? Dave Elder. Uh, he specializes in providing IT services and really great support uh, structure to pharmas. A uh, very niche kind of firm. Uh, great white glove handholding. Um, just, j just a great guy who's built a, an amazing company and has been servicing very many pharma companies uh, it, down in the Southern California Carlsbad area. I will look them up when we're done here, but question number six, Karina, this is the most important question of the podcast. I need you to focus on this one. So tell me about your first time, your first sale. <laughs> it really actually came by accident. Uh, I do a lot of networking. I belong to organizations where I've been a constant for years and years and years. Um, someone that I met at one of these networking events, they're mostly cybersecurity audit networking events. Um, ISACA, ISSALA, I, I do a few of those. Um, someone just approached me and basically said, hey, aren't you that policy girl? And I said, well, yeah, I can't help them. Um, they're like, I have a friend. And it really was genuinely frank, because usually when people say I have a friend, it's really them. But no, mm -hmm. really, it was yeah. a friend who, uh, who had complained to this mutual friend of ours that they were just burdened and overwhelmed with a bunch of different um, policies and they were confused and they felt claustrophobic and they didn't know how to get out of it and it was just this company charter and so uh, she introduced us and we went to lunch and we had some small talk but after kind of all of the noise went away and we got down to business uh, she was very excited to have me help her um, kind of wade through this immense amount of paperwork and we got it to where it was right size for her and now that her policies were right size they just blossomed in her organization and took off it was great awesome awesome love that story there so you now have three minutes and 34 seconds left promo time ask me a question talk about the weather or since the best know when it be concise and when to end weekend and early go all right. Well, I want to know how you guys have established your actual clientele and what some of the mechanics are for that. And, and is it a sponsorship model? I'm just uh, for, for this. This podcast is purely for the networking. Okay. So just think about it for that point. There is basically, you know, again, because it's 15 minutes, you and I talk beforehand and we want to get to know a lot about each other beforehand. But if I would have sent you a message on LinkedIn and said, Karina or TC, you know, my business partner, would you like to talk to me about possibly buying my widget? the chances are you're going to say no. But if you want to be on my podcast, it takes 15 minutes to record. You're going to say yes. And then most people want to network afterwards. I have those couple of people here and there. It's like maybe like 1.5% of them, but most people want to network and get to know me and I want to get to know them afterwards. Great. So it's been a very effective, it's been very effective for us. That's great. How did you guys come up with the idea? Is it just pure networking? Um, pure networking. And I told my coach a while back that I wanted to do a podcast. She said, great, you have 24 hours to schedule your first guest. 
And so one of the things is whenever I decide I'm going to do something, I go, what do I hate about it? So here's what I hate about podcasting. They give you a buttload of homework because they suck as a host. So if you notice when you filled out our form, probably took you five minutes. Yeah. You're that part there. They take a 10 minute conversation, stretch it to an hour. And then the other thing is they make it all about the host where the host is talking the whole time. And then this person over here, who's the guest is just window dressing. So it's like, nope, I'm going to flip all that and build this system. And I've done about between the two podcasts I've done 900 episodes right now. Wow. That's great. Yes. That works there. You have 50 seconds left. You want some promo time? Uh, some promo time. We work with small to mid-sized companies. We work all over the U.S. We have independent consultants who are big four, former big four folks who really, really specialize in maturing um, companies. We are significantly lower priced and realistic opposed to a big four because, um, you know, about 20 years ago, I sat at a table next to a junior from a big four who was filling out a spreadsheet and she was charging and, and the cost for that service was $600 an hour 20 years ago. So now um, considering that there's a lot more fluidity, uh, there's very few people who are well-versed on right sizing policies. Oh, that is actually time right there. We are done. You pulled it off six questions in nine minutes because the best no one be concise and when to end. Say your website real quick. Clevercompliance.com. In the description, it's magic. Karina, thank you so much for being on. Tip of the hat to you. Thank you. You're welcome. For everyone else watching or listening, make sure you check out more episodes of the On Fire B2B podcast. My name is Bob Clark. Y'all have a wonderful day. I'll talk to you later. Bye. Thanks.